0: Welcome to the Ultradent Products Podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Mike Esposito. Dr. Esposito will discuss a technique he performs using Ultraseal XT Plus and also his philosophy for treating patients.
1: Basically, uh, I'm a general dentist from Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. My name is Mike Esposito, and I'm fortunate enough to have been invited down to uh, Ultradent this is my second visit, and uh, folks have been great. Dr. Fisher is just a phenomenal guy, entrepreneur, uh, astute businessman, visionary, humanitarian, and those are just as bad qualities, so <laughs> I, I'm just real happy to be here. Um, I was asked about what products I used and and how they fit into my practice and basically um, I've done some lecturing and and I like to focus on the practical end of dentistry. Uh, I don't do a a lot of uh, boutique uh, type techniques so we don't do full mouth reconstructions too often. It's basically bread and butter, uh, crowns here and there and a lot of um, whole tooth buildups. Okay, And there, there are some huge ones out there that people have uh, they just couldn't either afford it or weren't mentally prepared uh, for the work. And we don't push anybody. It's, uh, we present a treatment plan, uh, good, better, and best, and it's up to them to decide. And we don't uh, um, rate anybody by their decisions. We just do what they ask as long as they're aware of the risks. And in many cases, uh, financially, they can't do a crown or they can't do uh, the the absolute best work that they know they need, uh, but we do something to uh, just keep them going. So basically, I've had to come up with some techniques with resins because I don't use amalgam. We've been amalgam-free for uh, five years now. So uh, we basically focus on uh, resins and there's always uh, a difficulty involved with uh, using really large buildups. Uh, so basically, what, what I've done is I've used uh, several of the uh, uh, products uh, that UltraDen has and they fit in very well. Uh, let's take uh, for example uh, a tooth that uh, is basically four or five surface uh, tooth that we need to fill that really needs to build up in a crown okay we can't do the crown so what we're going to do is we're going to take a step-by-step approach uh, and isolate this tooth number one to make sure we can get down to the margins and there are many products that we can use to do this uh, uh, basically we've been using ultradent cord and uh, viscostat uh, materials uh, to control the bleeding I guess step number one get the cord in there isolate the tooth have a clean field extremely important. One of the nice things about the viscous ad is uh, it has the uh, infusion uh, type tip and you got to be careful to rub it in get everything capillaries filled and blocked and the bleeding will stop and it's easy to clean off uh, you got it in with the cord and you can soak the cord in it too and you get a nice dry feel. Step two would be to take that tooth and uh, preferably before you band it, okay, and get a nice layer of adhe- dental adhesive on there, whatever your choice of, PQ1 or whatever it is. Get it on uh, as directed. And it's very important to point out we can't cut corners. Uh, I was joking around with uh, one of the uh, technical people and, and he said, you know, you, you guys, you got 10 seconds, you got to leave it on. And we know you're, you're only doing it for five and you're rushing. And I said, well we know you know we're only doing it for five that's why you put 10 <laughs> seconds on there and he's kind of chuckling like, well, we tried to build a fudge factor in but you know you really should follow the directions and look at a clock you know not just one two three four you've got to do what the material says to get the optimal result did, so, he,
0: did he tell you about the company who has in their instruction sheets that you need to cure the material for 10 seconds but the material contains no photo initiator <laughs> <laughs> no, he Did didn't. It? <laughs> that might be a good step <laughs> for you <laughs> guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: it works. Whatever works. So anyway, we have to follow as dentists. We we tend to create our own rules, being uh, the boss of the practice. And uh, but with materials, you do have to pay attention to the instructions. So so we've got the tooth. We've got it isolated. We've got uh, of course we have to etch first. Okay, ultra dent etch works fine for me. Thirty five percent phosphoric acid. Then we apply the um, bonding agent. So we've got that set. Now, Ultradent makes an excellent product called the Omni Matrix, uh, and I use the clear ones. And it's um, important to note that the clear Mylar strip is gonna give you the best cure because it goes through the strip. It's not a metal strip, which Ultradent also has. and I do use sometimes for extremely tight contacts, but I have just a right, just a box. Right, the mylar's a little thicker. Right, and there are ways to work around that, but it is nice to know that if you can get that mylar on there, you're you're golden because what you're going to do is you're going to put the mylar strip on, and remember you've got a clear field now. You don't have any bleeding, and you've got this uh, mylar band on. And the way I like to do it, and I use uh, the ultra-dense, uh, ultra dense uh, ultra seal XT. Plus, and it has fluoride in it, and I use that as my flowable. And this is really important, it's got a brush tip, the uh, spiral tip, I believe they call it. That's right, on there. And what that allows me to do is once I have the uh, mylar strip against the, the base of the tooth, okay, I know I have it sealed, uh, I'm going to wedge it, okay. And what I can do now is before I place the um, material, the flowable, I can use my, uh, this is tough to describe, I have to make you see it on the radio, so it's, it's a little tough, but um, what we're going to do is we're going to take, uh, let's say, a plastic instrument and I'm going to pull that mylar band to the contact area, Okay, place my flowable in there and take the brush and make sure everything's flowing and you can see through the mylar band, so you know you have it sealed, you know there are no bubbles and that brush is going to allow you to flow the material around. Okay get a very thin layer in there, uh, enough to hold the shape that I have held now with the uh, uh, plastic instrument. Cure it, okay, as directed, cure it. Then you can let go of the uh, plastic instrument and see where the band, is it staying steady? Is it it, a- great. If it's not, you can pull it again a little, Put a little more flowable in there, okay? So you've got your shape, and you can repeat it for the other box. And if you're working a dysle, then you go to the mesial. And you can, you can do it all together, or sometimes I'll just do them separately, okay? Just have that one box done. Uh, and my next step is going to be to coat the pulpal floor with the uh, flowable, okay? Cure it in a nice thin layer, just to get maximum adaptation. Um, and then, what I'm going to do is uh, one of two things. I'll either do sort of a bulk fill with a flowable build, core buildup material. Uh, there are several on the market. Um, I've got to talk Dr. Fisher into coming up with, with one. Uh, I don't think Ultra Den has one yet, but we, we'll do it. For work a core
0: material? It. Yeah. We core. have Permaflow DC, which you could use to loot your crown. Um, loot your post and build your core actually all together. That would probably work. Yeah. We don't have a universal or sorry, that is universal. We don't have like a standalone core material Mm -hmm. but our... Cementation product can actually can actually work that, that way. Like, so you can
1: yeah. use that, and then I would advise filling up that box maybe a third to halfway. And I know a lot of people are against a bulk fill. I don't consider this quite a bulk fill. I'm using a uh, dual cure in the technique I'm using. So I'll just hit it with a light for a couple of seconds, let it cure itself, and then maybe add another layer. And then uh, you feel
0: you don't have the shrinkage problem. I haven't
1: had a problem with uh, shrinkage or, or sensitivity or anything like that. And using that kind of a sandwich technique, I guess, uh, with a bulk aspect to it. But anyway, you can get up to about two-thirds full, and then for the top level, use uh, uh Essence or something like that for a really aesthetic result on top. Now, if you've just um, done one box, and you need to stop at the bulk fill, do the other side, and hold that, maintain that shape, and then you can do the uh, occlusal third, let's say, in, in Vita and and the results are remarkable. I have not had a problem with shrinkage and cracking. I have had some people say to me, uh, "Well, just bulk fill it. Let's get this done. We'll get the crown done next week." And of course, they come in five years later, and it's still not done. And all I've used is the bulk material, and it's held up. You know, and and. Really, some of these, you know, I'll say to myself, I wish I would have put some more anatomy in there and make it look more like a tooth when I thought it was just going to be a buildup, but uh, they have held up extremely well, you know, and it's all due to the technique of using uh, the, the special brushes that are involved uh, with the uh, uh, Ultra Seal. and uh, you can ask Jody, my assistant, she's, you know, she's got me going, and if I forget something, I know she's handing me something, I know I, I need it, so uh, she didn't let me forget, but it's very technique, uh, you got to be on the ball. You follow the rules of the instructions and uh, the technique you're using, and you end up with a result that uh, with that mylar strip and uh, confirmation of, of the uh, contacts. And to me, that was always the biggest problem, maintaining the contacts. Because a lot of times we do a, a restoration, and you take everything off, and you've got this millimeter-size opening and food trap. Uh, so that's very important. And I think the patients really appreciate the effort you're putting into it We're talking about 45 minutes to an hour, an hour would be long. That's pretty much 45 minutes uh, to get that done, so it's on the more economical side for them. Uh, And it's a restoration that lasts, uh, has been, you know, since we've been doing it. Uh, I I hate to say because tomorrow I'll have a problem, but uh, we have not had a problem with it. So yeah, it's great. And,
0: and you've given your patients options. Not yeah. everybody can afford the full treatment. Not everybody can afford the crown today. But even if you can get them by for a couple more years right. until they're more financially able to go in that direction, then you done a service.
1: And Dr. Fisher's uh, philosophy is to treat the person. Uh, and that's what we need to do. Not to, uh, uh, in my personal opinion, uh, become just a boutique uh, veneer practice, let's say, and You know, just say next when when somebody doesn't want to do a full mouth reconstruction. I I think it's important for us to be uh, um, oriented that way and and treat the patient as they would, you know, as you would want yourself treated uh, if you were in a similar circumstance.
0: Dr. Fisher always says the beauty of composites is repairability.
1: Absolutely. You know, you you can take a a huge restoration that was done 20 years ago in the amalgams and they work nicely, you know, and that's what we had. But when they fracture, you need to remove the whole restoration and redo it. Whereas with these, uh, when you think about the cost effectiveness of, of an item, and uh, such as a, a whole tooth buildup, um, they're paying, okay, let's say, you know, three or $400 for that buildup, you know, as opposed to two or three times the cost for a crown, just as an example. Um, and let's say it breaks. Well, if it breaks, you can fix it. And then that cost is not as high as redoing the whole thing and certainly not as high as doing a crown. So uh, I think it's a, it's an excellent way to approach it. Uh, I greatly appreciate the products that are coming out of Ultradent that allow me to do that um, and with very predictable results. It's been really nice. Now, as far as finishing the preparation, what I normally will do uh, is I'll take a football diamond. That's my favorite uh, anatomy tool, tool with the resins because I will over bulk to a great degree uh, and just to make sure I've got all the margins covered and everything else and we go along with the football put some nice anatomy in there uh, certainly adequate enough for the when, when I look at it, it to me it looks like a tooth and that's that's great maybe not as precise as a crown that's something that's done in a lab but certainly something that's functional and, and looks looks good um, after that's done um, you can take a variety of different uh, finishing Tools and uh, finish the the uh, occlusal surface off as best you want. The inapproximal areas, uh, since they were formed with the mylar strip, are you don't want to touch them. I mean, they are smooth as silk. They're not going to get any smoother. So you leave those alone. If floss it, make sure everything's clear. Um, after I use the football, I'll uh, will polish a little bit, uh, and uh, I sometimes will re-etch uh, the enamel surfaces if I've uh, touched any. Uh, and place a little uh, protectant on there, Um, and ultra-dense product with the permaseal works great. Put that on, cure it. Um, Of course, after we check the occlusion, which is always right on, there's never a problem, no. (laughs) Sometimes some adjustment is necessary, but um, uh, it puts a nice glossy surface on there, which lasts, doesn't affect the color of the material. Uh, and patients are truly amazed, you know, when you fix a tooth that's had a big ugly amalgam in it, uh, not to knock an amalgam, so they had their place for sure, but uh, we can do much better now and I think it's important that we, we strive to that not just let insurance companies dictate to us uh, that they're not covering a posterior, uh, you know, resin uh, and patients are aware of the cost and, and that sort of thing, um, but I always uh, stress the repairability of that uh, and in the long run, I think it's cheaper, and I think insurance companies that are not on board are missing the boat there.
0: Yeah, well, composites and adhesives have come a really long way, especially in the last 10 years. I mean, we're not dealing with the same products anymore. I was just reading a thread on Dentaltown the other day about uh, composites and whether they're just ready to bomb or not, and it was a pretty big debate, mm-hmm. amalgam versus composite. And I think, back to what Dr. Fisher says, composites and repairability, you just can't beat it. Amalgams don't fail maybe that often, but when they fail, they bomb.
1: Right, and I think uh, a lot of times we get caught up in in the newer and better uh, equipment that are that's on the market, and I mean it's great to have a lot. and I don't want to pick on any one particular type of item, but um, these things uh, can't you can get carried away. Just like I think ten years ago, everybody was doing full mouth veneers, and then I realized, well, the best dentistry is no dentistry. You right. know, if you don't have to do it, it's never going to break down. And if you there's a way to minimize the Uh, effect of of drilling, you know, then you want to, and that's exactly what adhesive dentistry is all about. And I think if you listen to Dr. Fisher or Dr. Kanka, uh, you know, they're all in the same wavelength that if we don't have to put a crown or, uh, you know, severely uh, go into the tooth and reduction-wise, you're better off. And, And I think that that's very, very important. And I wouldn't let any type of equipment that I had in my office dictate the type of treatment I was going to do. And it's sometimes difficult for us because of the cost of these things. But um, uh, we've got to focus on the patient, what's best for them. Uh, And I think that in the long run, um, profitability-wise, that comes back to you because you will get a lot of satisfied patients that will refer more more people to you. Uh, And I don't think there's any question that uh, they're happy and uh, the respect you have for your. your your own work that you're doing uh, is just a great feeling. I mean, you, you know you're doing great treatment for these patients. Uh, like I say, you have to explain some of the risks if, if uh, indeed they really should be uh, getting a crown on that. And most of them, you know what, when when they need it, they'll get it. I think it uh, involves a lot of trust on the patient-dentist uh, relationship, and, and you build that slowly it doesn't come real quick when somebody doesn't know you and they come in for an initial uh, treatment plan and your first thing is well let me show you this the cost of this treatment that you need and you know it's twenty thousand dollars and you know i always divide it into stages i'll break it down and i'll say look stage one is we need to get your your gums in good shape we need to periodontally maintain you we need a good, sound foundation for that house we'd like to build, and whether that's going to be a mansion or it's going to be a two-bedroom, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll see what what looks good for you and what you want, and and, and you have to be you have to be a sincere person. I think that Dale Carnegie, you know, he's a sincerity wins you friends, and and mm-hmm. has to be a genuine thing. You can't you can't buy that. So, and that's the one of the things I get from just being here, the folks here, the the entire staff. uh, Really sincere people, nice people, uh, great products, and they stand behind them, and uh, you can't say much more than that. You develop a following just from that. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) Oh, sure.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions for an upcoming podcast, please send an email to ultradentnews at ultradent.com. You can also visit an archive of our podcast by going to http://podcast.ultradent.com.